Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I am your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Funk Daddy himself, MC Brian G. Brian Galloway, what's up, man? How are you, Evan? How are, how are you, everybody? Um, this is a uh... It's very interesting now. So we're past the 100 episode. We're actually official now, I think. Yeah, uh, we are official. Um, gosh, it's it's crazy to think that we've made it past 100 and we are just going to keep going. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we like. The, we're legitimate. The, we're legitimate. Are we? So are we? Are we too I legit? Think we to are. Quit? Well, if you, yeah, too legit to quit. If you, uh, if we get past, if you get past 100, that means uh, you're legit. I, I think so. I mean. A lot of a lot of, a lot of podcasts don't make past twenty. You yeah, know, I've, I've been checking this out. Um, if you get past a hundred, it looks like you're you're here to stay. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like we're here to stay. We we enjoy it. I know um, the episode one hundred was just so uh, so much fun. I know there's another. You know, we've had episode one hundred one now this one, but it's it's just so much fun to reflect back on all the surprise guests and stuff. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I've already gotten feedback that it was really fun. Uh, that like listeners enjoyed it and stuff like that. Having all the surprise guests, but. Anyways, um, Brian, so today's show was given to us by a listener, listener Travis Cook. Um, so if he's listening, what, what? Um, he sent me an itinerary of his family vacation done by his wife, Jolie, that they did in 2013. And it was just like a little one-sheeter that said, you know, your check-in on one column, check out, you know, that, that's on one column. And it had your times, and then you had the events on the third column. And, and kind of like what you're doing and stuff like that. So, you know, it led into the show topic or idea of talking about the most efficient way or a successful way to plan for your Walt Disney World vacation. So, Brian, you've done this a lot. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, I used to, actually, I still do, but it's, um, I used to help a lot of people out and I, and I do now on occasion, as not as much as I used to, but I used to help people plan and put together some really elaborate charts um, I, I had a mechanism. We could talk about that, you know, as we go as we go on today about how I approach that. But I, I was I used to look at the larger trips, the seven days or more trips, as the ones that really, really require a lot of planning because there's just so much to do, so many things to think about, and if you do not do that, you're going to get lost. If you're there for two or three days, sometimes you can wing it. You still, I still, I still would say you should plan. But I'm talking about the larger, the larger trips require definite planning. And I even say it requires you to plan downtime, because if you don't plan the downtime, you're not going to take it. And that has always been my belief. I, you know, I have an approach that I used. It's, it's, I've been teaching other people. We can talk about that. Um, you know, I'd like to, you know, talk about how I start and, and, the, and the approach, but I like to, um, Look at the, the the one that you shared is also very interesting to me because it's it's very a very similar theory 
And I just think that users need to understand, and we've talked about this, we've laughed about this before, about the people that come to us and say, hey, I'm going to Disney next week. And wow, you planned it? No, I'm just going to wing it. You know, then they come back and they be like, wow, it's too crowded and I couldn't get a reservation and I don't understand because nobody plans. And we all know if we go on any trip to any place, it doesn't have to be Disney. You could be going to Hawaii. You could be going to China. You could be going to um, Bora Bora. You're going to plan what you do. You're going to look up restaurants. You're going to look up things to do. You're going to you're going to look up trips and itineraries. You're going to do that. And why would you not do that when you go on a Disney trip where you spend a lot of money? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with all that. And so what I was going to say was um, I was going to kind of talk about so you know i have a lot of friends who said you know actually just over the past couple of days they've said i want to go to disney world i want to go you know you need to convince my husband and or wife or you know whatever to to go and i'm like okay so how do you get from the idea of a first timer i want to go to walt disney world to the execution of the trip the all of what's in the middle of that and how do you get from step one or the idea or the thought to the execution so i was going through my brain brian a little bit about this and and you know just kind of go with me here for a second but this is what i was thinking about in my head and this is like when i talk to people about going and stuff like that you know you have this idea we want to go to walt disney world we want to go in the fall we want to go in this time we want to go around this we want to go around a weekend we want to go four nights whatever you you're you thinking you have to nail it down i think step one is picking your check-in and check-out date um, it, oh, to actually course, executing it, right? I mean, I know that sounds silly, but like you have to pick it. You have to pick the check-in and check-out date because prices are different. I know that sounds very um, self-explanatory, but you know you have to, from this whole big swimming pool swirling around in your head, you have to start solidifying what is this going to look like? So you, you pick your check-in and your check-out date, and then you start filling it in in the middle. And I think to do that, you have to ask yourself for what what's it's called in the like the travel agency industry is qualifying a guest. You have to ask qualifying questions of yourself, your family, your friends, of your likes and dislikes. That's basically what it is. You say, you have to say, what do I like? What does my family like? What does my son or daughter like? What do they like? And then we have to start building it from there because, you know, what you like is what's going to make you have the most fun vacation. So based on the amount of days you have, check in and check out, that is what's going to create your itinerary based on your qualifying answers to the questions about your likes and dislikes of your family. Now, a lot of people start with a default. Brian, I know, I'm sure you know, they at least try to go to one park per day or hit all the four parks at least one time, right? That's what most people try to do. Um, but you may not have that much time. You may have more than that. So how do you how do you justify all of that? And I really think it starts, like I said, with that check in check out time, and then you can start filling it in from there. What do you think, Brian? Well, I, I agree. I agree a lot of what you know, you have to know because prices do vary, even for DVC member people who are DVC or renting from DVC. The, sure. the cost of points is definitely different by days, right? It really is. Um, but a lot of times. People only have a certain certain number of days off based on a holiday or vacation right. or something like that. So they are constricted there. Um, so th- that is another very interesting thing and, and it, with planning is, like, again, if you're flying or driving, very different, right? Driving, you have more control. 
You can you can plan a lot of things. Flying, maybe you might be able to get there earlier, but you also have the, you also have a problem because you, the, the whole flight stuff's out of control. You don't know if you have a delay, right? right? You right. don't know, and you know, we all know that flight. You know, the, recently the flights have been delayed and they've been terrible. So that could be a problem, and you have to really worry about that. So a lot of that has to be that I, I am a big proponent of um, your check-in day. You don't plan anything, and if 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 you are able to do something, that's great. Yeah, I but agree. you never base like i i always the people always crack me up as like I, i'm flying in and you know we're gonna check in and we're gonna run right over to epcot okay but what if you're delayed what if you have a problem like i would never and if you can do it amazing amazing because you get extra but yeah do not ever bank a, an important part of your trip on travel that you have no control over and that's a big thing so yes i kind of agree with you about that your check-in and check-out days that's the start of your planning once you have that down you can and same with same with your checkout day right because you know checkout day people say oh i'm going to run to the park for a couple hours then i'm going to check out i'm going to put my bags in the concierge and then i'm going to take the bus over in the afternoon it never always works like that so you, you like those days to me are days you just don't plan. And if you if you can do something, that's cool. But you just never know. Yeah. So, yeah, check in, check out. Those are the days. And then the next thing I would always say to everybody is how many park days you're going to do. Yeah. Right? How many park days? Because not everybody goes to the park every day. So if you're if you if you, if you say, hey, we're going to be there nine days, but we're only going to the park five days. That's great. That's great. You know, I, I think I actually, I, I applaud those people that can do that kind of stuff. But then you have the strategy of like, when do you want your off days? You want two in a row? Do you want every other day to, you want to park and a day off and a park and a day off? How do you want that? Before you start planning everything, that's another thing you want to think about too, is like, how, how do you want to structure your, your vacation? That's important. Absolutely. And um, several sources online say the average span of a Walt Disney World vacation for a family is, is four to five days. That's an average uh, span. So if you get your five days in, you know, you have to, you count your check-in, check-out dates. You have to count your parks. You know, I always say for a first-timer, go ahead and plan for, you know, ideally, which this is about to bring up another aspect of, of where, what comes into planning, even at the beginning, really even before, I think it's actually right as you ch- pick your check-in and check-out date, you're going to have to pick, um, you have to, you're going to have to know your budget. Um, budgeting is very important. A lot of people don't budget. They just go and wing it. Uh, Brian, your example earlier about the person who would check in and go straight to Epcot on their flight. I mean, unless you're a season, an annual pass holder, then you are spending that money on that day that you may lose and it may hurt your bottom line budget. Yeah, you have no control. You don't if know. you get a delay, you're going to get eight hours, five hours, four hours. You don't know if your plane's right. delayed, your luggage is delayed. You don't know. So, really, it's going to be about um, it's going to be about a budget. And a lot of people don't budget, but I think it's important to at least know what you're going for because then you can pick your your resort category, right? Whether it's value, moderate, or deluxe, it all depends on your budget and knowing that also can you know kind of zoom in on your park days so if i if i have a first timer that's really asking me the question and 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 asking me to be truthful with them i always tell them you need really five full days 
and, and I always suggest two park days, a rest day, and two park days. Um, that's just for a standard answer that I'll give people. Uh, that will give you one day at each park and a rest day in the middle to kind of recharge to hit the last two parks. You can do that all the way, all the kind of different ways you want to. I would say don't like have those four days as your check-in and check-out day. I know that that you know extends that kind of standard stay, but really it all depends on what your family wants, and it goes back to that qualifying. So, Ryan, we've hit you know check-in, check-out day. We've hit budgeting. And we've hit picking how many parks you want to do based on what your likes and dislikes are. What's another important like topic of planning? Well, okay. So there's the, so the next thing I always ask people are um, before you even decide what parks you're going to and what day. There's there's two things I want to know. Usually, it's one: what are the must do things you need to do? What are the things that yeah. you have to do on this trip? Because again, if you've gone a couple of times, there's certain things. You know, a lot of people will say, "Hey." I don't care about anything else, but I want to go to Galaxy's Edge because I haven't seen that. Or I want to, I, I don't care about anything else, but I want to go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Everything else is great. I'll do it. I can't wait, but I, I got to make sure that that happens. That, yeah. That's super important. Or I want to go to Boma. I want to go to California Grill. Like I have to go there. That's really important. Like I want to do that. Okay, fine. I, those are the things. So you, you prioritize, I would say, um, the top five of, of each of those things. What rides do you want to go in? Especially in a situation where we were able to book our fast passes ahead of time. Sure. That yeah. was super, super important that you knew what you wanted because you didn't always get what you wanted. You, 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 you So you had to focus on one or two things that really mattered to you. That's important. But the next thing that I... Uh, hold, hold on one second. I'm going to pause. <clears throat> My voice. Okay. Back. Um, so the next thing that I really want to talk about is the crowds. Um, and a lot of people do not do this enough. And there are a lot of things out there that show you crowd calendars. Um, I think the unofficial Disney and touring plans has the best one because their algorithms to me seems to be the most accurate. And again, not, none of them are accurate to hundred percent. All of them are guests. I think the more data you look at over the years, you're going to come up with something that's that's uh, right. not bad. Yeah. But you have to look at that. You have to figure out historically which days are the most crowded and which ones are not. And it's very easy to see patterns. And you know, in certain holidays, you know, if you're going the day after Thanksgiving, if you're going Fourth of July, if you're going um, Christmas Day or New Year's Day, um, you're it's going to be crowded. And you have to make different decisions on those days. And you, you have to do that. I'm sorry. And people say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's crowds. No, it does matter because if you have kids, your kids get cranky. If it's hot, it's much worse when it's crowded. That is important. So one of the things that I, the first thing I always tell people to do is you tell me, okay, how many days are you going to be there? How many park days? Fine. Now let's go look at the historical crowd calendars. I'll write down the numbers. We'll look at them. And we'll, again, we're not going to dictate all our decisions by that but it's something to help you make a decision. If you notice that historically, the, um, like, like I say, maybe three days before Thanksgiving is a pretty empty day because either people are traveling or they, they don't plan on going to a park because they're going on the weekend. That might be a great day to do some of the things that you really want to do that you want to make sure that you can get done. 
that's important. So I like, that's the first thing I do is I usually put together a chart and I put, I, I figure out, okay, how many days am I going to be there? What's the crowd? What's the crowd size? Estimated crowd size for all of those days that that person's there. So we haven't picked a park yet. We haven't figured out which, which are their off days. Haven't done any of that yet. We're looking at the picture from a hole before you even start. Now you start looking deeper. And that's the kind of, so that, to me, those are the important things. You're not even there yet of picking your parks. And that's why um, it's a very yeah. interesting thing. What's important to you? I don't, it's not, everything is not important to every person. Some people are going because they want to go to three or four big restaurants and they, that's what they want to do. Some people are going because they want to go to a show or a concert. Some people are going because they have to hit a couple rides or a combination of those things. But not everybody can do the same. So once you know what you want to do, then you start your planning. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, and, and crowd calendars work for those with flexible schedules, right? Um, it doesn't work with a lot of kids that have public schools, uh, you know, that have only winter break, fall break, summer break, that kind of stuff. Um, if you have flexible calendars or flexible schedules, then go when there's not, you know, school or summer or fall or winter breaks. A, a good tip is to look at the Osceola County and the Orange County school systems. That's the county surrounding Walt Disney World property. Look up their school calendars, look at their school systems. That will help a lot with the immediate locals. What I sometimes like to do is I'll look up um, several hotspot cities uh, like school calendars, like New York school calendar, you know, Atlanta school calendar, you know, just a couple really huge hubs of school calendars just to kind of get an idea uh, of Anaheim and LA too. Yeah. I think that's, Anaheim, that's yes. key. That's yeah. key because they have very it's different very local, schedules yeah. out there than they, you know, that, I, you know, August in uh, California is great to go because all the kids are in school. Right. And so you have to look that up and kind of you plan when to, when does school start back, kind of get you an average, you know, look at when does fall break happen? When does winter break happen? When do these breaks happen? When are kids in and out of school? So looking at school calendars, not just your own, which of course you know because it's your kids, right? Look at other places and, and stuff like that. If you have the flexibility to go, you know, look up other counties and stuff like that. But you're right. So that goes back to qualifying. What are your must-dos? What is your family like? You know, I would bet every penny I have that not not a single planned out vacation looks the same between families just because the likes and dislikes are all different between every different family. And so I think that is exactly where you start. You know, we've talked about your budget. We talked about your check-in, check-out date. We've talked about what are must-dos for your family. What's what's the crowd calendars look like, which I know Disney's just busy all year round, but there is historically more busy times that go around holidays and, and school breaks and stuff like that. It's important to know. So then you can start looking at, you know, your days. And I think, Brian, your launch point of your must-dos is exactly what I would what I would do. Get a lot them of times, first. Yeah, get a them lot of times, yeah. And if you're saying, okay, my must do is Space Mountain, Kilimanjaro Safari, eating at Space Two Twenty, um, and then it's going to be we're eating at Brown Derby, going to Galaxy's Edge, but we want to go to Disney Springs. Okay, those are all over the place, so I can make sure that you get those events in with those parks. You know, you said the four parks. You said Disney Springs is important to you. You said what restaurants are important to you. Those are must do. So I'm going to build your itinerary around that, making sure that you get that done. Um, if you're just like, we like everything. We just kind of want to get a taste of Disney. Then I think there's a a general, you know, thing that you can plan to kind of appease that. Now, let me give you a look into my own personal life uh, when we go to Walt Disney World. 
I have never made a schedule. Uh, I've never made a like an Excel book. I've never made a, a calendar. I've never made any spreadsheet. I've never done that ever since I've been going, which is, you know. What was the, mo- what, what, what was the most days that you've ever gone? Um, six or seven, maybe. Okay. Okay. Six Something or like seven. That. I would think you almost kind of have to, but okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean I don't know what's going on. I, I don't wing it, though. Um, I'm just not, and this this is kind of where I'm going with this is not not everybody is an you know a spreadsheet planner person. Uh, we know what we're doing, so like, you know, we're the trip that is recent trip for us. We know exactly what we're doing when we're doing it. It's just not on a spreadsheet. So that's what I'm saying. I've never actually physically made something, but it's in my head. So a lot of people may be like that. Uh, I've like I said, I've not had it going, but I've had a rough schedule. And to me, that gives some wiggle room for stuff. I don't have a spreadsheet that I had to follow. Honestly, Brian, the thought of following a, an Excel spreadsheet makes me anxious. I know a well, lot of people like the lack of it makes you anxious, but well, I don't think, yeah, so I, I don't think a spreadsheet for uh, like your daily activities. No, but I, I think for what you're doing as a whole and, and trying to schedule out your time, day by day, like not, Hey, I don't need a spreadsheet. I'm going to magic kingdom at two o'clock. I'm going on this ride and one o'clock I'm doing that. No, that I, that I could never do. But to say that Monday I'm going to Epcot Tuesday, I'm going to magic kingdom, you know, again, and you're one person. So you're one person does now if, 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 uh, you know, if you have more people in the family, you gotta have some kind of coordination so you know what's going on. You do. You have to have a plan. Um, and, and that plan is important. And I think everyone has to be on that plan. You have to talk in advance, especially if you're going with family members or a larger group. You have to know the plan going into it. Uh, we always do a very, um, uh, it's just worse. Uh, you know, everybody's so different. I, you know, without having to go into all the specifics of what we do or not do, everyone is really different. And this show is about how to efficiently do this. And so I really think that starting with your check-in, check-out dates, Knowing your budget, knowing how many parks you want to do, and knowing what your must-dos is a great place to start. And that all looks different for every single family out there. You may have, and I I keep landing on this, but you may have, you know, a kid that likes Star Wars and Marvel, um, but doesn't like other things. Or you may have a kid that doesn't like anything Star Wars. Toy Story is their favorite, and, you know, Tiana is their favorite. Okay, well, you know, asking those questions helps, you know, kind of gear your trip in a certain direction. And I think you have to kind of go off that. So, you know, that's kind of some of the the general topics in order to put a spreadsheet together. Now, Brian, like when you did these spreadsheets for people, I know events like attractions as far as rides go, but then shows are important to put on schedules as well for some people. Yeah, if you can book again, there's certain things that are bookable. There are times you have to you have to make sure that they're they're available. So you have to you have to focus on those. I I think one of the big things is that you know a you know a very large percentage of people who go to Disney really care about where they have dinner, and the dinner planning is is super important. But you have to figure out when you're going to eat. So you got to get your reservations, and then once you there's certain things that you have to. That, that are that are more of the stagnant thing. So again, if I'm going to 1900 Park Fair, if I'm going to Boma, if I'm doing one of these things, I also know there's logistics 
where you're not, where you might be leaving the park. So is that a, is that a park day? Is it not a park day? Do I have do I leave myself enough time to get to these places? All that's important. All those logistics are important because otherwise you're going to be scrambling or you might miss something. But if you're going to a restaurant inside of a park, if you're going, um, let's just say you're going to um, Tony's Town Square and you have a you have a reservation at Tony's and you're in the Magic Kingdom. So your, your reservation, the only reservation you can get, you can get was six o'clock. Okay, great. That's your one thing for the day that you can't really adjust that much. You have your dinner. You know, you could be a little bit late or you could be a little bit early and yeah, they yeah. might take you, but that's it. So everything else you have to know, you backtrack from there and you say, okay, the rest of the day, I can do whatever I want. I can plan my day. I know I want to go on Space Mountain. I know I want to do this. Fine. But I always got to remember that in the back of my mind, Tony's is there. And, and that's important. Now, a lot of people don't, you know, some people don't go for table service dinners, but I think a higher percentage of people do. And so that is like, that is a key thing for each your day. Now, if that's something that you want to do, if there's a restaurant that you really care about, that's important. Sometimes you have to go by what the reservation dictates. Sometimes it's a restaurant that has tons of reservations. So you can pretty much say, hey, I want an eight o'clock reservation and there's definitely going to be one. But if you're going to one of the more popular places, you might have to settle for something that you don't want. You know, I, I know Be Our Guest is very popular. I'm not a big fan, but it's very popular. It's a very hard place to get a reservation. So you might get a, an early dinner, and which you no, don't normally like. But if you want to go there, you have to deal with that. So then you kind of base your day based on that. So those are the kind of things like it really matters. I, I don't think many people, I think the percentage of people that do sit down lunches is probably not as high. The people that do um, sit down breakfast is probably higher than lunch, but not dinner. I agree with that. But to yep. me, to like again, one of the things that I always said to my family was, I'm not a big fan. Like I love the sit down breakfast. They're great. But I kind of, that kills the morning and the morning you get so much done that I would just rather eat my breakfast in the room and maybe go to a nice breakfast on our, on our off day. But there's a lot of people that start their, you know, I, I can't wait to go to, you know, brunch at, um, at Ohana's or breakfast at Ohana's and, you know, we'll be done at 1130. Then you're starting your day at 1130. To me, you just killed prime time to go and rise. So everybody is different. And again, that goes back to what are you looking to do? You know, you go into Cinderella's castle to, to the Royal table. That time is going to be very tough to dictate. You just basically take what you can get, you know, because it's really hard. So you get, Oh, I got my breakfast. It's at, you know, it's at 7 a.m. Okay, everybody, let's get up and go. Um, that is the, that's the, the thing. Some of the restaurants dictate your day. Again, if you want to do that. But I, I tend to think that a higher percentage of, of Disney fans or goers right now, especially the ones that, are come, that come from out of state, are foodies and they want to go to these restaurants. That's a great point. So, you know, we talked about check-in, check-out, talked about your budget, talked about where you're going to stay. What are your must-dos, and then what are your must-eats? And I think that's a great segue into like what everything you just mentioned. Not just table service, but also quick service. This goes back to those qualifying questions. What does your family like? Um, like me, I eat anything. My wife is burgers. very... A lot yeah, of burgers. <laughs> she's, she's a very picky eater, and so she likes uh, not a lot of specific things, not a lot of, you know exploratory uh dishes and stuff like that she, she's she's very she's very narrow on the food choices so taking that into account it determines where we go and we still of course find a lot of places that have options for both of us and we enjoy it so 
you have to ask the questions of what are must eats for you, what table services are must for you, what quick services are must for you, and know that you have those booking windows depending on 60 days for resorts, you know, 30 days for guests, um, but not staying on property. That's the current at the time of recording. I know that changes all the time. COVID really made that change. But kind of knowing in advance what you want, but also knowing, and this is a great tip, that if you miss your mark on that 60 or 30 or whatever day it is, Mark, there are plenty of opportunities for other reservations to come open. And you can go on a couple different websites at the at the course of time of recording. I don't know if you listen to this a year later, if it's still the same, but you can go on mouse dining and you can go on touring plans. You can make free alerts for different, um, I guess, time slots, lunch, breakfast, dinner, like that at your restaurant of choice for however many people in your party. And you'll get an alert to your email or text message, however you have it set up, when an option becomes available. So if you miss out on your window, go set an alert and they're free and you'll get that alert sent to your device or email or, or what have you. That will help you get some of those reservations that you maybe really want or must for your trip, but you maybe can't get at the mark because either it just someone beat you to it or, or whatever the case may be. But I think knowing your likes and dislikes of your experiences, rides, attractions, food, all of that is very important um, to, to kind of get that down. And, and so, Brian, the next thing I want to mention is we talked about all of what we just talked about, but now what about your downtime? So the definition, like defining terms is always important for me. Defining what downtime is, is different. So like Brian, when you and I talked, we talked about a rest day, you define a rest day as a rest day, like not going anywhere, not really doing anything. I mean, you know what I mean? Not, not no, going taking, anywhere like events. taking advantage. Yeah. So you're doing an actual day of rest. And a lot of people consider a rest day, a non-park day. Um, so it really just depends on what does your family consider as a rest day? And are you truly going to just spend pool time? Are you going to do Disney Springs? Are you going to play mini golf at the two golf courses? Are you going to play actual golf at one of the mini golf courses? Are you going to go to Cirque du Soleil? Are you going to, you know, go rent, rent a pontoon boat? Are you going to go, um, whatever the case may be, whatever that filler spots, that's not a restaurant or park. You have to determine what you want to do and in what time frame. Yes, right? and that, it also depends on where you're staying because yes. I also feel very important. It's very important that if you're staying, let's say if you're staying at Beach Club, if you do not give yourself one day in Stormalong Bay, and it doesn't have to be a full day, but I'm saying a good four or five hours in Stormalong Bay, why are you staying at the Beach Club? There's no other reason. Maybe the proximity to to, but then you might as well stay at Boardwalk or, or, or Swan and Dolphin and, and pay less money. And so to me, it's like, okay, if you're staying in there, if you're staying at um, Polynesian, do you use their pool? They have a great pool too. I mean, uh, you're paying part of your, the amount that you pay in these hotels is not for the beds. It, it Maybe it is, it's, it may be the, the level that, that you're there, but it's also for the amenities in the, in the hotel. That's and right. if you're not using them, then you might as well stay at Pop. And, and yep. I, again, it's the bed that much better. Okay, the bed's probably better, but that's basically it. I mean, maybe the concierge is better, and this, but overall, what are you doing? So that's important. Yeah, and I feel I feel it's a combination of the two. That's why I like to have more of the non-park down days. I like to always have one day where you just kind of chill and and maybe sleep a little bit later than you normally would, or get up or get up early and take a walk, or get up early and take a bike ride, 
or or do something like that, you know, because you don't there's no stress of having to go to the park. And I actually like so I'm an early riser, so I'm not going to sleep late on a day, on a down day. I'm going to go for a nice walk or or rent a bike and do that. Um, that's good downtime for me. I, I like that. But but then another day of maybe going to Disney Springs, doing the mini golf, fishing, or any of these things that you can do there, um, I think it adds to your vacation because that's part of what you're paying for, folks. I'm sorry to say that. Part of your fees are for all these other things that, you know, if you go to, we talked about these other places, you're going to Hawaii, you're going to go do activities. You're going to do some things. Um, not enough people come to these Disney resorts that are very high quality and very high class and take advantage of all those things. I, I can tell you, we were at the boardwalk last year and we only had one day that we were able to take advantage of, of the stuff. And I was finding things during the day there that we should have been doing that we didn't even know, right? Because we didn't, we didn't really budget enough time for that. And it bothered me because we, I didn't, you know, normally I, I just wasn't aware of all the cool things to do at that hotel. I had been there before too, but there was even newer things that I knew I didn't know about. And I feel kind of like, I don't know, you're paying for something. You're not getting the full value because you just can't take advantage of it. And that's something you have to think about. So when you make your when you make your choices of hotel, hey, I want to stay at at the Polynesian because it's so close. Or I want to stay at the Contemporary Resort because it's so close to the yeah, it is. It's great, and you have great restaurants there, and you have some great pools there too. And you can actually go from there and do other things. You can go to Fort Wilderness, do that. Are you doing that? Are you taking advantage? Or are you just going over to the park every day? And then you're all exhausted. You come back and you sack out in your bed that your expensive bed that you you know that. You're really not even enjoying your room. You're not sitting yep. on the balcony. Sit on the balcony and just soak in the amazing views you have, and especially with the contemporary. But people don't always do that. They're like, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even, never went on my balcony once. You didn't? How long were you there? Oh, seven days. I didn't even look outside. I was so tired every day when I got home. I just sacked out. See, to me, I, I, I wouldn't do that. But everybody is different. Well, you, you taught me. Uh, how to vacation a little differently at Walt Disney World. I mean, when I when I first started going, I was doing that. Now I wasn't wasting money on the deluxe, you know, kind of barnstorming the parks, rope drop to close. I wasn't staying in deluxe. I was staying in values, but that's exactly what I was doing. We, you know, I would kind of look envious on all the people in the pools, either in, you know, kind of in the mornings or coming back, or or if we had to come back for any reason or at the end of the night coming back because we were so exhausted and everybody's out in the pool having fun and we were just so plumb exhausted. We would just go and like you just said, we would go take a shower and then just boom, we'd be asleep and wake up, do it right again so early and just do that over and over again. But I really think that I have changed in how I approach that and I prefer moderate to deluxe category and factoring in time at the resorts. You know, we're not talking about holiday inns and and you know whatever's that just have a room whatever it this is a resort it has amenities it has things it has activities for your children it has movies under the stars they have tie-dye t-shirts they have you know s'mores. S'mores. Yeah, s'mores. S'mores, yeah. yeah they have all kind of stuff some of it's free some of it costs a little extra but like knowing that kind of stuff is really really important and i think taking advantage of your resort like brian said especially if you're paying for an upper category is extremely important and it's it's just nice to to do that um take advantage of where you're staying another thing i want to mention and brian as much as you may hate this 
it's a reality. And that is the importance of the My Disney Experience mobile app. Um, (laughs) As much as it pains you, it is extremely important and it is a very helpful tool in planning. This app will help you even before you go nail down some details and help you, especially with times of parades, uh, shows, nighttime spectaculars, those kinds of things. And it's very easy to figure all of that out. Uh, you open up the My Disney Experience app at the very bottom. There's a magnifying glass, and that is your search bar, and you can literally type in anything. You can type in hippy-dippy pool, and it'll tell you the hours of the pool. Or it'll you can type in Ohana, and it'll tell you the, the hours and the menu and everything like that. You can type in Space Mountain, and it will tell you some details about Space Mountain, like height requirements. There's a search bar, and you can literally search for anything on property, and it will tell you details about it. That will help you build that quote-unquote itinerary or schedule or however you're doing it using that search bar. Instead of just going to Google or something like that, use what Disney has already made for you to use, and that is the search feature inside of the app itself. It'll help you know the accurate, because last thing you want to do is navigate to some website that's outdated. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or yeah, or wrong, just, just plain wrong, not just outdated, but just wrong. Going to the, the times for Maelstrom are, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wishes starts every night. From, yeah. So go to the actual My Disney Experience app and log in. Get, you know, obviously, you need to have an account to My Disney Experience. You have to have a Disney account to pretty much do anything. <laughs> you know, link your magic bands, your, your vacation, your tickets, your resort stay, linking it all together, then having the mobile app to access it is very important. And there's a lot of features in the My Disney Experience app. Brian, I think we need to do a show one day yes, that just yes, walks the through features. the My Disney Experience app and no, just gives like an educational tutorial 101 My 100%. Disney Experience. That'd be, a, that'd be a great episode. And, you know, and Evan, I, I do laugh because I don't want people – like I think as far as the app, you know, the, the app needs to get better and it's getting better. And I have to say the last couple iterations are, are just always enhanced and it's better. Yeah. I, my biggest pet peeve is people walking spending the their parks. time walking their phone. But, <laughs> but I have to tell you, all the stuff we just talked about of knowing your days, knowing what you want to do, what are the most important things, that is all enhanced by um, the My Disney Experience. If yes. you know what you're looking for and you know what you want to do, it you're even at a better place with that app. So it makes that app even better if you go into it knowing what you're looking for because then you can start focusing on that. And then all the other stuff comes into play because you're going to have extra time. You know you're going to have extra time to do things. And then all that, that that app will help you a lot to like, hey, guess what? You're free from one to three and there's three rides that are available and you can go do this. That's where that this this app does shine. And I think as it, as it gets smarter and smarter and it's gathering all this data and understanding what the crowd's doing, what people want. It's going to be better. I just wish there was a better way that you didn't have to look in your phone all the time. That's yeah. my big thing. But but again, it's almost like the input. I would you know what I would love to do, be able to do. I would love to be able to take like a spreadsheet or whatever the data that you gather. Right, you talk about your your dates and all that, and just load it. You know, just load the data. Boom, and yeah. it automatically yeah. takes it and puts it into a format that works for you, as opposed to you trying to go and putting in little by little. I really think that you, you know, going back to what you were saying that you knew what was going on. And if you know what you're going to do and you know what you're going to, you're planned out, you can make that app work in your favor. So yes. I think that's kind of where that would be a great way we should segue into the next episode is, is actually knowing 
like let's take some examples of what we're trying to do and see how the app can help us because it, it can it'll make your trip better and especially that's hey that's all we have to work with now folks you got to you got to use it we don't yeah. have paper fast passes we don't have um, anything we don't have those things anymore we right. don't even have dining uh, you know I don't, I don't want to say this right now because it might come back hopefully soon but dining plans not there and to me that was super important too yeah is the dining plan because I, I could tell you right now my biggest thing was I would make my dining reservations and if I got the restaurants I wanted the dining plan was worth it to me but if I was not getting the reservations to the restaurants I wanted to me it was like I don't really care and I don't, I don't think the money's worth it but if yeah. you're getting the restaurants you want the dining plan is is really worth it and it's another going back to what you said Evan the budget so your 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 dining budget's done right you don't have to worry about it you have to just worry about the tips it's done right and so I don't have to worry about that anymore it's all paid for um that's one part of your budget out of the way right now if you don't have that then every you know you could actually save money on your budget or or actually be a little bit off on your budget depending on what you do when you go to the restaurant and I think that's a that's a hard thing as a parent too because you know, you never know with your kids. You're like, hey, kids, order the lowest price thing. And then they order the, you know, the tomahawk steak. Um, and they're like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You yeah. know, that's three times my meal. But you, with the with the dining plan, you don't have to worry about that. You can be like, oh, hey, kids, whatever you want to order. You you order whatever you, your heart content is content to. Um, so that's another thing, too. Budget-wise, I hope the dining plan comes back in, in some semblance of form like that. Because it just made it easier for people to plan and easier for families. Yeah, I totally, I totally, totally agree. So let's kind of backtrack, recap, and land it and kind of see, like, summarize this because, you know, our topic is creating the most efficient itinerary or what's, what is the best way or tips to, to create that plan? And we talked about from getting from theory or thought to execution, you have to start with your budget, you have to start with your check in, check out date, and then you have to somehow either get that on paper, actual paper, whether that be Excel, Google Calendar, Apple Calendar, um, a Microsoft Word document you create with columns, whatever way that strikes your fancy that you feel comfortable with to do that, you have to get, you have to start somewhere and then get it on paper. And so I think starting with budget, starting with your check-in, check-out dates, that's where you have to start. And then you can pick your where you want to stay. Then you can pick what you want to do in your parks and start there. Now, as far as the means go, um, Brian, you know, you've done Excel sheets. I've seen Microsoft Word documents like with just columns. Yep. Yep. I've seen it. I've seen it every. I've seen PowerPoints. I, I actually seen crazy PowerPoints of yeah. like 10 pages long, which I, that's the one that really baffles me. I I like something that you can actually shrink down into a, 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 um, a JPEG and send to everybody's phone in your group and they could just expand it if they're looking for something. That's sure. all. And that's all it is. And that's it's there as a reference and you don't even have to in the morning, you look at it before you go out for the day and like, okay, you know, we have this at three and that's fine. Okay. And then you're probably gonna have to look at it again, but I've seen people that I'm no joke. I have to try to get a copy of one. This person had like a maybe 12 page um, PowerPoint that's outlining funny. every day and where people had to be. And like, this is so overkill. And that was just crazy to me. But but that person was efficient and their family worked very well with that because they had maybe two or three families all visiting at the same time yeah, yeah. and they wanted to be organized. So your level of planning is also based on who's going. If you're a family of six, you kind of have to plan. If you're a family of two, you could probably wing it a little bit, maybe three. 
But once I think you're four or more, and especially age groups, age yeah. age really matters because if you have kids that are a little bit older and they're going to be doing other things, you can, they have to make sure that they know that your dinner is at six o'clock and you better be over there. You can go do what you want, but you better be at dinner at six. If they don't know these things, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to show up and they're going to be sitting there waiting. So yeah, it, planning is, planning is important. It's just the level of planning is based on who you are and what you need. That's probably yeah. it. We don't, we're, we're never going to dictate. You have to do it this way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's basically, you know, again, if you're, if you're a, only a couple of days. I see. I, I would look at it this way: the larger your group, and the longer period of time you're there, planning is is a little bit high, higher of a priority. When it's a smaller group and, and a smaller chip, you can wing a lap. Yeah, but and that, I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, the question of what is the most efficient way to plan, and really, it this is such a uh, what I would call a Sunday school answer, but but it's the uh, it's whatever works best for you. Uh, I know that's a very cheesy cliche answer, but it's it really is. I mean, whatever medium works best for you, whether that's Excel or whatever program it is that you're most comfortable with, getting that check-in and check-out date on paper, putting in your parks, putting in your your meals, putting in show times that you must see, building things around it. If you have to do it like that, for us and our family, we just know okay, we're gonna check in on Thursday night. Friday. I mean, this is like a short trip, right? So we're checking in Thursday night. On Friday night, we're going to the not so scary Halloween party. All Friday, we're just going to like be at the resort, whatever, just do whatever. We can literally do whatever, and we that whatever may be, hey, we're going to scroll on my Disney experience and find a reservation. Saturday, we're going to park, park hop to a couple different parks. Sunday's going to be a rest day. We check out Monday. That's, that is planning for us, for Emily and I a lot. Um, but that's not, and it really almost is an Excel sheet. It's just in our head, right? Um, but a lot of people like having something tangible, and I get that. It helps organization. It helps everyone in the party having the same idea. And like Brian said, if it's a bigger party, especially if you're blending families or generations together or friends, you're adding in, into that. Like Brian, your last trip where your daughters brought friends and it was just a large group. I mean, you have to have some sort of plan in place there of what you're doing and where you're going or else you're just going to be lost. So I guess the most efficient way to plan is A, to do it. <laughs> Don't go without planning. And B, just use whatever you feel the most comfortable with to use to get that on paper. Yeah, it's almost like a puzzle. You, you want to, you, you have to, the inputs, the inputs are the, are the things we talked about with the budget, your days, what you're, what you're going to do, what you really want to do, what's important to you. Like on your trip, like, like sometimes I, I ask people, okay, you're going, if you're to make your trip successful, what's important to you? Well, hey, you know what, if I go on Everest, and I get to go eat at Boma and I go to Hoopty Doo Review one day. You know what? That'll be a great trip because those are the things I really want to do and I haven't done them in a long time. The other things are great. Okay, so let's focus on that because we want to make sure your trip is a success. Like it always, cra- it does crack me up when people say, "Like I don't care, I'll just do whatever." But that's not good because there's so many cool things that do at Disney. I really want people to say what they want to do because that is the way I'd rather focus on. Let's do those things that you really want. What is it that you really want? Come sure. on. The, yeah. If somebody says that they, they, they don't care, you know, deep down, there's probably certain things like, really, what do you want to do? Well, I really want to go and it's a small world. I okay. Really? Okay. But let's work, <laughs> you know, let's make that work for you. Or I, you know, I really, really, really want to go to the sci-fi dining. I, you know, I know a lot of people don't, you know, they, they, they are mixed reviews about it, but I'm a big fan of old, old fashioned sci-fi. So I want to go there. 
okay, let's just make that a priority and we'll book that. Then we know at least you got that out of the way. Or it's like you said, space 220. Like a lot of people want to go in that. And that's a tough reservation. Yeah. So, but you want to go there. So people want to go there. And that might be your, that day you go to Epcot is based around whatever reservation that's available, whether it's lunch or dinner. And you base the rest of your day around that. There's no problem with that. There's no problem because guess what? You're hitting the thing you really want to do. And that's the big thing, guys, that we want to tell you is everybody's different. And there's no way if people come and tell you that you're stupid for doing something one way, they're wrong because everybody's trip's different. Everybody has different things they're focused on. Some people have never been to Walt Disney World or, or Disneyland. So they have to experience things for the first time. Other people haven't gone 20 times and they don't care about certain things. That's the most important thing. It's everybody's different and you have to understand that. Yeah, I agree. I think the most, and again, in summary, the most basic information you, I think is required for those that want and need to plan. You've got to know your check-in, check-out, of course. You've got to know what parks you're doing. And here's an example. So Tuesday, you know, just say August the 1st, whatever. We're going to Animal Kingdom, and we're going to go and eat at Tiffin's, and then we're going to go see, I guess this wasn't a good one because there's not a nighttime show there, but say there's a nighttime show at, at 8 o'clock. And that's it. That's your plan on paper. You know, Tuesday, 8-1, Animal Kingdom, Tiffin's, eleven fifteen, nighttime show, 8 o'clock. And that's that's your plan, right? Then you go to the next day. Now, you can add another stuff, and of course, Genie Plus is now a part of the yeah, equation. Right, right. All that other stuff is there, but without putting down, okay, we're going to do Kilimanjaro Safari for, uh, in between 8.30 and 8.45, and then we got to make a bug's, you know, whatever, um, uh, uh, tough to be a bug. I was right there on the tip of my tongue. From like 9.15 to 9.20, then we're going to go do Flight of Passage from 9.45 to 10.15. You are not making any room for errors, any room for things to go different if you do that. I think having a basic plan of where you're going and what are your dining reservations, what park you're going to, and what show times are your musts. And those all have to do, like Brian just said, with your must-dos and hitting those. And I agree. Doing what you care about is very important with your trip. So, <laughs> Brian, I know we just kind of literally bounced all over the place, but I think we did give enough for somebody who would be listening on how to plan at least where to start and what to look at, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, and, and I was, I was looking at that and it, the way you were describing it is great because it does, everybody's different. It's just a matter of knowing what you want, you want. And if you do that, you know, again, Evan and I are, we'll, we'll help you. We we're, you know, there's, if you ever, if you ever have a problem, guys, reach out to us. We'll help you do any kind of planning you want. Absolutely. Because um, we like that kind of stuff. Now, I, I was thinking, so you definitely, you should you should hit, um, when you go there next time, you should go hit skippers and get the fish with the head on. You know, I know Emily, she's, she, she said, you said she's she likes different things. Maybe she likes that. Because that's one thing I look at and I was like, there's no way I'm going to eat no, there. But um, no, it is a good restaurant. It's a great restaurant. But that one meal, I saw somebody get it and I was like, I don't understand why somebody wants the head on the fish. But some people do. So maybe somebody says, you know, I want to go to Tiffin's. I need to get that fish with the head on it. And so, great. I got to, I got to base my day around that. But the only reservation is at four or four 30. Okay. I'll eat dinner that early that day, but then I can do more things. And, and yeah. you're going back to animal kingdom that, you know, the only thing at night that I thought was cool is if you go watch, go watch Pandora, get light up. 
Yes. And that's the one thing, you know, one of the things that people forget about that at a certain time of the day, people just are standing around there because they want to watch it. When it lights up for the first time, it is really cool. It's so pretty. You know? yeah. And if, so if you're there and you have the opportunity to, and I know sometimes you're tired at that point of the day, go watch it light up because it is, they did an amazing, amazing, the Imagineers really um, flew it out of the park with that one. They did such a good job in the way that's the day and night versions, just like Galaxy's Edge too. And again, this is, we're totally off topic here, but Galaxy's Edge, day and night, two totally different experiences. Yeah. And I love that about Disney. They, they can do those. They care about that stuff. Um, so again, guys, plan what you want. Understand what you need. There's no harm in saying, you know what? I really want to go, no matter what we do, I need to go to Whispering Canyon. Like, I don't care about anything else. I, I want to go get ketchup from there. I want to see that. I want to do that great we'll work you know that could be your off day or that could be your magic kingdom day um there's ways you can make that happen but if you don't say if you try to wing it and you know when you're there you say you know what i'm going to try to you know work out my schedule now and change what i already have planned to try to make it it's gonna it's gonna deter your trip and it's gonna add more stress you don't want stress you're on vacation um you want to limit the stress and 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 that i think decent planning and you don't have to be an over planner just main topics of your planning do that and you'll you'll have a much better vacation absolutely you know uh, another example that popped in my head you may say i've got to see the castle you know that's what a lot of people say that's never been i gotta go see the castle well if the castle's the most important thing to you then maybe you should plan two magic kingdom days maybe you get rid of a epcot or a animal kingdom or hollywood studios and in place, you do two Magic Kingdom days since that is what you care about the most. You may think, oh, I've got to do all four parks. Well, what do you care about the most? Because if you care about the castle, maybe you should do two two parks or either do a hopper so where you can go to Magic Kingdom two, two times. Maybe the first time you watch Enchantment in person in front of the castle. Maybe the second time you're watching it from California Grill while you're eating. So... You know, knowing what you like, what you not, what you don't like, knowing your check-in, check-out, knowing your budget, knowing what your must-dos and must-eats are, all of that is great starting points on how to plan your Walt Disney World vacation in the most efficient way possible. So, Brian, fun episode. I'm glad we talked about it. And I echo, Brian, what you said, and then I'll see what you got to say at the end, of it and we'll close it out. But please, Spoonies, reach out to us. The best way is going to be by email. The inbox is a little bit dry, so come on. Send us your, your emails, info at a spoonful podcast.com. Any questions, you know, I don't care what it is. If it's a question about a restaurant, even if you want to ask us about show times or what we think about shows, what do we think about this restaurant? That's fun to us. And me and Brian would love to answer that for y'all. Um, so please reach out to us with any kind of questions you have about things like that and effective ways for you to get what you want to. And I know we have a lot of friends of the show too, whether it be Heather or the Galloway twins or, or, you know, Matt or Donna or like all these people are friends of the show that would also love to help too. So just please reach out and our Spoonie family would be more than happy to, to help you. So Brian closing thoughts and then we'll end this thing. It's so funny that you said that because I was going to say the same thing about we have, we have, we have a lot of people that, that we know that are part of this. And, and I want to tell you, we have some good friends um, that I know plan very well. Like we, we have Joy, people that have come on Joyce and Esther and Donna. We talked about um, 
they plan very, very, very well. And I think that's uh, Rachel, who has been on the show. They are really, really good planners. And that makes their vacation that much better. And I think that they all, and they all do it a little bit differently. They all do it a little bit differently. And that's what's cool about it. Um, so that that's that's the way that's the way to go. There's so many ways and there's no wrong way. It's just the wrong way is to not even think about it, just to show because it's just not you're not efficient. You're not used this is a lot of money that you're spending. So even if you have minimal planning, that's better than no planning, in my opinion. I, I agree. Starting somewhere. That's really important. Like I said, you have to get to that cat from the casual conversation with your spouse or your friends or 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 significant other or grandma, whatever it is. You have to get from the talking of that to an execution. And you have to start somewhere. And you can't just say, we're just going to go. Because that just doesn't work these days. There's just too much involved. Um, it's not like you just saying, we're just going to go Saturday to Six Flags. It's not the same. This is a vacation destination, a vacation kingdom. It was designed and built that way. So it's it's built that way. It's an experiential type uh, no, journey it is. that you're on. Really, I mean that's what you're, you're you're doing. And the last thing I want to say, guys, is is this: planning as a family is a lot of fun, and it kind of helps grow the anticip anticipation of your trip. Because if you spend the time and you're you know hey you're doing your sixty day out dining plan, you're figuring things out, and you talk about what do you really want to do? And what's the thing that you, you know, my, my big thing with my family is I always ask each person, what's one restaurant you want to go to? Like that just, so I make sure that, you know, Taylor gets hers and Mackenzie gets hers and Donna gets hers and Brian gets his. We, so at least we have four restaurants that everybody wants to go to at least one and then everything else we'll, we'll make, we'll make do. But I always want to make sure everybody's happy with the one thing they want. And and that's part of the fun. We, we love the planning is hilarious. Sometimes we have some great, um, bantering and, and debates about things, what we should do on certain days and stuff like that. I love that. And it, you got you guys have to see, if you start planning, you'd see it, it helps grow your family a little bit together for their trip. And, and that by the time your trip comes, they're ready, they're ready to go. And um, I just think that's a great thing. So that, that'll be my, my closing argument. My closing argument is planning is fun too. And it's not a chore and it just makes your trip better. Yeah. It makes you more excited. Absolutely. So anyways, Thank you, Brian, as always. It's a fun topic. Um, find us on socials. Let's talk about planning. I would love to see posted in a Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation Facebook group, your itineraries. Please, Spoonies, go on there and post it. I really want to see how you plan out things. How do you schedule things? How does it look when you have your final document, whatever that may be on whatever medium that is? What does that look like? Go post it in our Facebook group so we can talk about it. And uh, I'd, I'd love to see it. That kind of stuff is interesting to me. I'm a data kind of guy. So go to, and I know Brian is. No, Brian's yeah. not a data kind no, of guy. No, I'm a big time. I'm a sabermetrics guy. I'm a, yeah, that's 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 what I love. I love that. I want to see the data. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same as you. I think both of us, both of us are data data nerds and we want to see that. Yeah. And uh, we'll help you. Guys, and again, we're not, we're not going to charge you. Just if you have, if you want to, I, I just let the, the, the discussions we have, because we could help other people. So if we have a great discussion on our, in our Facebook group, it'll help other people just by reading it. And we've absolutely. noticed that. Yep, absolutely. So go there, post your itineraries. We want to see them. We're also on Instagram, Twitter. And again, like I said earlier, you can email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com. 
with all your questions, show ideas, show criticisms. We take it all. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, giving us a star rating or review really does help us, helps grow our community as well. So as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. <laughs>